welcome to Scale Your Business Radio with your hosts, David Finkel and Jeff Hoffman. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Scale Your Business Radio, the show that's focused on growing your business and getting your life back. I'm your host, David Finkel, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jeff Hoffman. Have you ever wondered if your business is something that you own or if it owns you? Well, you're certainly in the right place. Today in this segment, we're talking about how do you actually get your team to use your company systems. Now, first of all, Jeff, how are you doing out there? And, and I hear that you're you're kind of half keeping an eye on a very important football game that's going on right now. <laughs> you got it, David. It's NFC Championship Day. Uh, but I'm happy to be here talking about growing businesses. <laughs> so who's your team and how do you think you're going to fare today? Oh, I'm a big-time Packers fan. It's, it's uh, a tough game playing Seattle in Seattle with an injured Aaron Rodgers, but... Uh, like fans always do, I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, good luck to you about that. And so what I want to do is I, we're going to talk in this segment here about why your team doesn't consistently use the systems that you've created. And I'll kind of frame it out this way. I was having a conversation a few years back with Cheryl, and Cheryl owned a successful glass company in California. They've installed glass in houses and commercial buildings. They had three different locations, and she had worked extraordinarily hard to build these internal processes and procedures so that the business would be systems-driven. But when I was speaking with her, Jeff, she was completely frustrated. She said, you know, David, I simply can't get my team to actually use the systems that I've created. And short of firing every employee and starting over fresh, she didn't know what to do. And then that's a pretty common a common challenge business owners are. And what they never get, and this is what we're going to talk about in this segment, is it's really possible that the manner in which a business owner goes about trying to implement systems inside your company, that might be the problem. And so talk for a little bit about this idea, Jeff, about you know why, why people might not use systems that the business has. I mean, why would they ever ignore that? Tell, talk, talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, let's talk about a couple of pieces of that, uh, David. First of all, you know, when you talk to some, a lot of companies, when we talk to a lot of small business owners about systems, they think of things like their policies and procedures manuals. They say, sure, we have systems. We even have a manual. So by definition, they think <laughs> about something they wrote down once, especially when they were building, uh, you know, forming the company, and these things get dated. It, it's something that they don't go back and look at. Um, it's something that may not have been updated in a way that reflects the way the world has changed, the customers changed, and the technology has changed. So one of the reasons to start with that that a lot of times employees don't use systems is they simply get dated. Uh, They're not reviewed. They're not fresh. They're not as relevant as they were the day you wrote them. So there can sometimes be, you know, they they don't, don't align well with what your employees are trying to get done. Yeah, absolutely. I know one of the things we talked about in Chapter 8 of Scale, uh, pardon me, Chapter 9, was this idea of creating your UBS, the system of all your systems. And that was really to combat this idea that policies and procedures manuals, you know, the moment you write them down, number one, they're not user-friendly, and number two, they, they're like frozen in time. And, and, you know, you sit down for months and write it out as if that the business is ever going to not change. And so we talk about this collection of systems that is a living, breathing thing, and your UBS is the way that you organize, refine, store, and if need be, even prune or delete parts of your system here. And I know one thing I'll maybe just talk about for a moment here is this idea that every system, just if we go, if we break it down to the granular level, every business system has kind of two layers to it. The 
the procedural layer or the process layer, and then it has the format layer, how you package it. Talk, talk about that for a moment because I see so many businesses get that wrong. Well, the format layer, again, like you said, they may actually have the procedure right. This is the right thing to do in this company and the right way to run the business. But when you get to format, you can start thinking of things like even the sort of presentation uh, layer of it, meaning that, you know, how are these policies and procedures, how are these systems presented to employees? And by the way, in a few minutes, I think we're going to talk about culture and the relevance of culture in the use of these systems, because that's going to be a little bit part of this. But so frequently, the format in which these systems are presented to employees, it's not engaging, it's not motivating, it's not really even understandable in the context of what we're doing. Sometimes the format makes it feel like, you know, it's sort of like when you put pool rules on a, on a on the wall by, you know, the pool. When, when a rule says don't run alongside the swimming pool, uh, it just looks like a negative uh, thing that you put, you know, a, a negative reason that you put that up there. And it's much more about the format. It's much more sometimes about the what. What you should not do, you can't run. It's not the why. What the why is we want you to have a safe, fun time at the pool. That's why we put a system in place that protects people from running at the pool or whatever. So, the, the format and the presentation have a lot to do with whether or not your own employees really understand why the system is there, why it's relevant, and what you were trying to accomplish by systematizing things in the first place. Sometimes it's, it's formatted in more of a negative way, you know, uh, instead of uh, make, making sure that it's clear to the employees that what we want is a successful company and a happy, productive employee and a pleased customer, and that's the reason that we build these systems to make sure we deliver that consistency, it's consistently, excuse me, it's often not explained that way. You know, Jeff, I'm hearing what you're saying, and it's such an important point, which is the way we frame systems to our team, where it's not coming down from on high as if we have all the answers and they must do this, like the Ten Commandments, as if we, we're going to be as paternalistic, you know, companies can tell them exactly how to behave. When I'm hearing from you, that's an important part. It's interesting. Even the, the companies that get that part right still sometimes mess up. And, and I'm going to I'm going to kind of come clean here. I'll, I'll share an example. So we use a fancy uh, database um, CRM um, to drive much of our business with Maui Mastermind on the business coaching side, and, and it's called Infusionsoft. And so, for example, how do you get in Infusionsoft and actually send out an email to somebody? If you've never done it before, it's kind of a little bit complicated. And what we learned was the first time we ever wrote it out as a process, it was like 35 steps long. There's no way someone's going to follow that. And so what we did was internally, we created a, a simple training video just using a screen capture program that was, I don't know what it was, probably six or seven minutes that walks them through so they can see someone do this. And then we created a summary cheat sheet list that had screenshots captured in a Word doc that someone can see this, and it would be easy for us to update that because every once in a while Infusionsoft changes that. So, you know, for you as a business owner out there, when you're listening to the show, certainly make sure that you, you treat the systems and, ex, you know, explain that. Have the courtesy and the respect to your team to explain why this matters and to frame it where it really isn't there in the business's best interest. And then number two, ask yourself, what how would you package the system to make this process that you've taken so much time to learn how to do actually replicatable by somebody else? Talk for a moment here about this idea that systems are part of the culture. That's such a crucial part, Jeff. Yeah, I think it really is. So, again, that, that points back to 
And, and before I move on to that, let me just sort of reinforce what you said there about that format layer. Again, that making a video that's kind of, you know, and shortcuts, anything that helps employees uh, get through and know how to use that system more effectively is really, really important. But I think what will just drive employees to want to do that, what you don't want people to do is think of the systems that you put in place as a hindrance of any kind to their productivity, you want because sometimes they're hard to do. But there's a there might be a system that's hard to follow or use. But there's a reason. There's a reason right. that we're doing it that way, and that's the cultural piece. That if if the if the focus of your culture, uh, let's let's choose continuous improvement. Companies that have a culture of continuous improvement, where employees are constantly looking for a better way. Uh, to to deliver product and service to customers. They're constantly trying to step up their game and refine it. They will see these systems as ways not only to do that, but to make sure that we repeat the good things we do. Right? If you do something really well that customers are complimenting you on, you want to make sure that you keep doing that. You keep doing it that way. That's a big, important piece of it. And so that's the cultural piece, is employees saying we are all here for one reason, to continually delight and surprise our customers. And the only way we can do that is if we continually get better at what we do and if the things we do well, we find a way to do those things consistently. So when employees recognize that that's the culture of our company, then they understand that even if systems might be difficult to use um, uh, at, at the beginning because it's a change of the way we're used to operating, they're worth doing it because those are the processes by which we continue to deliver uh, you know, sustained, consistent quality to our customers. So that's why the culture is so important. Why does this business exist? What are we trying to do? And how do these systems make sure we do that better? Yeah, absolutely. And what you say there about the culture, I mean, that, that is so clear about this idea that this can come from anyone. I'll just share two quick tips here as we close out the segment. And one of them is, you know, get your team involved in making the systems. I mean, what, you know, I, I, I've got young kids. Jeff, your kids are older now, but... Same thing, if they're in the kitchen helping you cook the vegetables and the healthy meal, boy, they're going to eat a helping of that because they had a hand. And even if your team isn't qualified to do the whole system, can you at least show them the respect and the courtesy to ask them for their feedback? Hey, what about this draft system works well? What could we change, refine, or improve to make the next iteration better, more useful, easier, cleaner, simpler? And then the last one is the way you name your systems. If someone can't put their finger on the system that you need within 30 seconds, they're going to go ahead and just kind of wing it themselves, and then they start creating all these ad hoc informal systems that only they know how to use. And even if they work, no one else gets to share that information. And so we talk about formalizing the way we name our systems with using full names and thinking how would somebody search the folder on the, the cloud-based system that we're on to find this document, this spreadsheet, this PDF, this Word doc, this video or this audio program, and by approaching it that way, boy, now systems start taking on a life of their own because people really can find exactly what they need on a micro basis in any given time. So you're listening to Scale Your Business Radio with Jeff Hoffman and David Finkel. We'll be right back with the next episode, so stay tuned for tips to improve your strategic planning coming up after the break. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, 
co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. If you've ever wanted to grow your business but held yourself back from fear that it would take over your life, then we urge you to get your copy of Scale today. It'll give you a proven roadmap for rapidly growing your business while also gaining more personal freedom. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Scale is for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at ScaleYourBusinessToolkit.com. That's ScaleYourBusinessToolkit.com.